All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Limitless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Ryan. Today, I have another special bonus episode here. I'm going to have an excerpt of a live coaching call I've done with one of my uh, coaching clients, uh, Dr. Rusha Modi. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about how to reframe when negative events happen in your life and how that you can reframe it into things that will help you achieve your destiny. We'll also talk about how to control your state, your story, and your strategy, and how that will help embolden your identity and actually uncover your true greatness. And then finally, we'll use talk about transformational vocabulary and a Japanese concept called Ikigai that will help you find your true purpose in life. So you don't want to miss this episode. Lock in, take notes, and you get to ex experience some of my live um, yeah, behind-the-scenes uh, coaching with Dr. Rusha Modi. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. Cool. Not bad. I mean, it was it was good. It was a full clinic day, and then um, left. So, I mean, I think it was. Uh, Are you sad? Are you okay? No, I'm okay. I mean, I think uh, when I went and left USC, that was a big deal. You know, I really wanted to be this academic physician and that didn't work out um and now it did work out it just moved you outgrew it you moved on don't use the word it didn't work out it worked out for as long as you needed to work out okay yeah i like that that's good it worked out for the time that it wanted to i thought that was a gonna be sort of the final destination for my career but it was a transition so that was an identity shift that you know took some time still has for a little bit this this was sort of like you know not nearly as bad and um not nearly as bad or it was an interesting moment where you learned what you don't like and what you do like and it it helped uh inform your future destiny yeah that's a very good interpretation of it I, that was the biggest takeaway was yeah this kind of uh practice is not a model that i want to do and and Rusha, think about the guys there who, who that's all they have to do for the next 20 years. That's all they, man, you should like feel like, you know, like pity for them because they don't have the guts or the, the decision making or the optionality you do. Like they have to do that because one, they don't have the capability to find something else. And they're just so comfortable being uncomfortable. Like it's uncomfortable being like whatever this is. They're not happy. They're not like completely depressed or sort of that sort of generalized helplessness for the rest of their life. And you broke out of that. This is, you yeah. should be popping open up a uh, crystal today, bro. Oh, I mean, yesterday we, we celebrated. We, I mean, we, uh, we had a, yeah, no, we definitely had takeout. And once the kids had some Halloween trick or treaters, we were, we were definitely in a good mood. I was definitely really pumped up. Yeah. It was, so, so like, you could say, hey, man, it didn't work out for cardiology or, hey, I had a good eight to 10 years of cardiology. I enjoyed it, but I was ready for the next chapter. Yeah. So 
I actually got an email from a buddy of mine who saw some of my stuff, med school. Mm -hmm. He sent me like a two page long email after we chatted for like 45 two minutes. Two pages, wow. All about this stuff. He's in neurology, he's in Rochester, he hates his job, he's the only breadwinner, he doesn't know what to do. He's tired of his employer, they're running him into the ground, he's burnt out. He's like, what do you think he can do for me? What, how do we figure this? So I'm like unofficially trying to help him out. And I was just like, Jesus, man, like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of a lot of hurting docs out there. So, I, yeah. You know what you should do, man? Just literally start doing these sort of, uh, you know, like you've heard of Bar Rescue, that show, or like, you know, like the, the Prophet, where they go in. It's like uh, some entrepreneur who's, you know, established and he just goes and turns around businesses, turns around companies, turns around bars, restaurants, like restaurant rescue. So essentially, you're Dr. Rescue. You're literally going in there, going into their life and, you know, maybe give them 45 minutes to an hour and just essentially map out a based on your deep understanding of that person you map out hey here's here's some optionalities here's here's some ways to think about it here's different frameworks and lenses yeah we try try one on one and let me know if, if that if this works and then hey if you want to talk again go ahead and essentially you can do soft coaching yeah yeah I and like then at some point they're going to be like dude this is amazing and hey look if you want to do this more officially this is what it looks like. Yeah. But don't even, it's, it's so soft that they come to you asking, Hey, do I want this like consistently? Yeah. 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 I like the, yeah, no, I, I, I think I'm going to go on. It's fun though. And you know, for whatever reason, it's, it's pretty, it's a lot easier fixing somebody else's problem. <laughs> it seems so obvious what it's like. Well, of course this is what you got to do. This is how you break it down. And, but I'm a I'm a show when it comes to my own stuff. So, but that's maybe how coaching is. So. Oh, wait, 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 wait. you're not uh, you know, you're not that. No. You, you've had a lot of your models of the world shifted, changed. Yeah. You've expanded. You're more open, and uh, though you're deeply intellectual, you've become you 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 picked up a sense of something else, like you know, some intuition, some keen insights, pattern recognition. And you combine that with your deep intellect, and so I think you're you've become something more. I definitely feel like uh, there's been a, a big mindset shift. I think um, I was really skeptical of some of that stuff, but I realized that that's a competitive advantage now in a way that I think I didn't realize before. You know, one of the things I'm most proud of is your your unique awareness, and and. I like that how you don't just take everything in. You challenge me question, which is appropriate. And before you would, you would stay in that stage, but now you're like, if it fits, you're willing to take it in, right? There's that filter. Some people have a very thick filter where nothing gets through. Some people have a very thin filter where they get brainwashed. No. You, you've probably had a little thicker, but now it's, it's bombed down to like more of a medium filter where yeah. as long as it's legitimate and you can help you and it doesn't hurt anybody else and you can optimize your life, you'll finally... In, in, ingest it take it in and use it that was the biggest thing that i thought made sense to me was the the measure of a belief or an action step is solely based on does it empower you and make you put you in a, in a better position to act forward on your goals 
as opposed to if it meets some intellectual sort of whatever criteria. And that that really means that, yeah, you 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 can choose things that are empowering beliefs, mindsets, actions, paradigms, you know, and not have to worry so much about like, you know, is it technically true in every scenario? You know, that's like the bias towards action, the bias towards you know, rational optimism that I think very successful people have that I'm starting to learn. Yeah. You know, there's a good, good uh, terminology I like. It's called contrarian optimist. Yeah. Where you're not contrarian for the sake of being contrarian. You're contrarian, meaning you think differently, think outside the box, potentially yeah. think against, but you're not, it's not a negative slant. It's actually a positive slant. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the other cool thing I've noticed is when I'm rereading some of the grades, like, you know, when I'm, if I'm, when I listen to Tony Robbins now, when I listen to Joe Dispenza, when I'm listening to Naval Ravikant, I used to just take everything they're saying as like gospel. And I'm like, you know what? I agree with 80% of what they're saying. 20%, you know what? I've, from my own experiences, I don't think that's true anymore. Well, that's not true for me. And that's, it's cool. Now I'm starting to become a little more selective. And, you know, is, I mean, if, if, I had to, if I had to choose between not listening to them or listening to them, wholeheartedly i'd say listen to them wholeheartedly but now there's a third option is listening to them like you should take i don't know 75 percent what i'm saying and like yeah this makes sense and I'll, I'll use it maybe 80 percent. but uh the the extremes are zero or 100 percent doesn't you know as as you move forward you're like you know what i like 65 percent of what raya says i like 35 percent of what tony robbins says i like 25 percent of naval and then I'll take a little bit of my own Rushamodi strategies. And so you should, like this three eyes thing, like whenever I start coming up with my own frameworks, I name it and I do it. And then I actually use it so often that I feel like it's it's almost like a maxim. Yeah. So yeah. you should start coming up with, hey, you know, this is a Modiism or, you know, this is a Rusha principle. Yeah. And, and these are the principles you used for yourself. And then you start sharing it with perhaps friends, family, some of these coaches or mentees. Yeah, that that'll be the definitely the next step in the in the career platform that we'll probably launch once the kit comes. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Let me share with you how where you need to go with this. It's a Japanese word. What is it called? Uh, Ikigai. Yeah, I've figured out my one thing in terms of wealth creation. Real estate will get me to my hundred million even if I do zero other things on the side. So I have my, so I have my W2 income, which was cardiology, right? Then I had my portfolio income, which was stocks and all that. Then I moved into my passive income, right? Which was investing in real estate. And then my new W2 income is like me working as a, as a, as a real estate investor in my company. Mm. And then my passion income is now uh, limitless, right? If I was a billionaire, I would still be doing limitless because I, I enjoy it. It's my passion income. And that's starting to get to, that's going to get to seven figures soon. And then my question then is purpose income. So then like, like if I get to, you're asking me what happens when I do all of these things? Well, I'm going to start organizing medical missions with all my, I want to create like platinum partnership that Tony Robbins has, but I want to do with doctors. Okay. Platinum partnership is a 150K thing where they take trips, they learn together. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm doing that, but I want to do it with doctors. Like limitless, like that's the next level for limitless, right? I want to do where we do business. Like I'm, I'm thinking about LMD Capital. 
where we as doctors all pull our money and we start getting like pref uh, returns in deals. I'm also thinking about uh, us all going and like going to Guatemala and doing a, a mission trip or doing, go to, you know, go to, you know, wherever, uh, Africa and do something of meaning, you know? Um, so this is the, this is, I, I see this as where, you know, that's sort of my, uh, my uh, purpose to come. Love it. So now back to you, what you love, your homework assignment is to, I'm going to put this into your, your um, WhatsApp and I need you to uh, actually do it on a, on a sheet, send it to me. Okay. Yeah, no, I've done this before. I, I, I want uh, you to do it again. Yeah, I'm okay. going to, I will definitely do it again. What are you willing to die for is the question. I'm willing so, to die for my family. That's clear. Um, okay. Number two would be. So if your family was already taken care of and they would be their bulletproof, then what? What do you stand for, man? I stand for using knowledge, experience, clear thinking, and compassion to make order out of chaos for people. Okay, so that's coaching. Yeah. You're coaching slash consultant. I think that's how I view politics, actually, is like, let me hear, I'm here to help you. I'm not here to win these sort of stupid games. I think that's the whole focus of the podcast has been like a very contrarian take on. Yeah. So you, whatever that game is, and even if you don't know exactly, but let's say, you know, 75% of what you sort of want to do, then you just got to go all in for one to three years. And when you do that, it'll allow you to unfold and figure out what the next step is. Like when I first started Limitless, I didn't know I was going to do all these things. I just knew that, okay, this is the first step to it. And I just went all in, I mean, and, and just really did it. And then opportunities came and I was open to them. And people came in that, look, I started sharing the wealth that I was creating a Limitless. And now I brought in like superstars. What are we, what are we focusing on for you? Um, just trying to, you know, finalize various career options just for the next month or so kids going to come okay. out. Do you need some support with that or do you feel comfortable? I guess the real question is just going to be like one cash flow. I mean, an extra nurse or doula or whatever is going to be like probably another 2k a month. And then, um, I mean, your goal is to sort of, if you can hit 500,000 in one year, then you've really done really well for yourself yeah and well, that would at any, to time right right but it would overcome any kind of like issues with taking care of your home uh support help and year one is just building up like taking care of all expenses and creating a little bit of a cushion and stability year two is now you can start really creating that war chest and then start expanding what are you gonna do on the side yeah and grant cardone says in his book the 10x mentor he's like dude get good at like things you hate and be world-class at things you hate and eventually the things you love will show up so if you truly dislike gi great get super good at it where they pay you a lot of money but he's talking about industries where you can control your own rate no no he no, could no. do he, that in he, healthcare as a clinician if he's getting medicare because you, you're his rates out of his control i mean he, there's only so many patients no no, no it's not he's not talking about he he was uh, his first job where he really blew up was when he was a he was a used car salesman. Yeah, yeah. Working for somebody, he was a W two. 
It's just commission. Yeah, but you can get more and more commissions, right? Right. Well, you can event. It doesn't matter how much. It's not. He was world class at it because he was. He just devoted his energy toward it. You can be world class at GI and make a half a million. That could probably be what he made as a as a used car salesman. It doesn't matter. But the problem is you dislike it, and you sh you let everyone know you dislike it, and your quality suffers. He dislikes it. He puts a smile on his face and he crushes it. So then it enabled him to open other doors. That's the difference between the two of you. You both dislike the same thing you guys are doing. Yeah. He's figured out a better way where he knew this was a stepping stone and you're just pissed off. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So stop being pissed off and use it as a stepping stone to what you want to do. He used to save and then deployed into real estate. That was the play, or no? I mean, he, dude, the guy's done. He fails more than you. You, you, you don't fail that much. Like you fail rarely. You fail maybe if you can call it a failure, leaving one job to another, not leaving this second. So you've had maybe two failures in your life. Oh, I've had. He's more. had like had he's more. had. No, I mean like in the recent yeah. times, he's had five hundred. But you fail quickly. Fail early, fail often, fail forward, right? I, I feel I a lot know, how do you do too. that when you I've got a full time job? Like, okay, I want to fail right now. I'm gonna start something. Where would I if I have a full twelve hour day with all so this you should, so how did you, you fail be, so often? Yeah, you should be putting energy toward things. Hey, that podcast bombed. Okay, that's a failure. Great. Let me find another podcast. Or that episode sucked. Hey, I talked to 30 people. And, you know, I interviewed 30 millionaires and here's what I learned. Right. And so you should learn for yourself and you should learn it for, you know, maybe that's a podcast episode or whatever. Maybe that's an educational piece you produce. I don't know. But it's like putting yourself out there. Right. Like it's also negotiate, negotiating a hardcore contract and it doesn't work out. OK, that's a failure. Great. I love that. Let's go. Let's go next. Yeah. It's like, hey, let me go talk to that consulting company. Say, hey, I'll, I'll consult for you asynchronously but I want $5,000 a month. Great. They say, yes, great. You get it. They say, no. Okay, great. That's another failure. And it's collecting these failures. But again, you're, the, the amount of action you take is very small. So your failure, your failure rate is very small. And your ability to go like, you know, multi-level increases is, is also limited. No, I definitely see that. I guess my question is, I, I wouldn't even know where to fail to start with. Like, I, you know, I just pick something at random. Like, not, no, you don't want to go like throw your energy all, you know, like I right. would say GI, like apply to 40 jobs, negotiate the hell out of all of them. And some say yes, some say no, count those as good failures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, have that when you say a bias for action that's the kind of bias i'm talking about i'm trying to take your level of action to like 10x like you should try to figure out like i want to work my like tail off and make a million in gi this year how am i going to do that that's the battle plan i want you to formulate at least you'll get 300 400 500 because that's not everyone has, you know, like that's the play you have right now. You don't have other, other plays. If you had a lot of other plays, I'd say do it. The other plays, I guess, hey, let me quadruple on the podcast. Let me essentially take a huge loan and produce, 
one episode a day and have 365 episodes in that podcast and see where it goes. Okay, that's one option too. I don't see the coaching. Hey, let me coach for free and see what happens. I mean, those are the only three options I can see. Or take a huge loan from your dad and say, you know what? Screw all this. I'm going to be a mercenary. I'm going to learn everything about real estate. And then use your dad's money and invest in real estate. That's an option. Yeah. We discussed- of all these things, of all these things, what do you think is the safest and most guaranteed route to a million dollars? Well, obviously the GI. Yeah. That's why I'm asking you to do it. And the second would be the real estate. We, we almost went in on an Austin property last week, but we pulled out. Yeah, but it's not going to get you a million dollars. No, but like that's a path towards building some sort of other investment stream. Over yes, and you can do it and you'll, you know, you'll inch along. But it's not going to be dramatic. No, no, no. But like, I got to start somewhere. My my fear is the same fear that brought me in here in the first place, which is lifestyle creep is increasing. The kid's coming. He needs all this stuff. I'm super exhausted working GI full time. I make a good income, but I I'm never able to break free and have your kind of lifestyle where I get to travel and do all this other stuff. I don't have any time bandwidth. I have friends who are co-fellows of mine. They're making five, five fifty a year in, in GI, but they got to do like two months of inpatient call. They're rounding until 10 sometimes, full clinic. So like, you're surrounded by a lot of high, in, uh, high income, low net worth people. So don't listen to them. Yeah. I'm, I've figured out how to do income and net worth. And so I'm telling you how to get there. Yeah. It's to first have a one source of income. Yeah, yeah. You can't do the physician entrepreneur route that I'm trying to tell you uh, without that. All the people who are successful that I know in the physician realm, the way they've done it is they've leveraged their high income and eventually started using it to acquire assets or create assets. Yeah, 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 agreed, 100%. You don't have the income, fix that. If you're gonna work anyway, might as well get paid the most per hour. Go out there, fly out there, fast track the application and get started there. And it, and whoever brought you that opportunity, say, hey, I want more of these kind of opportunities. Start earning income right away, bro. Yeah. It literally would change your whole lifestyle. I mean, you'll feel good. You'll feel how you'll have like ability to think. Okay. And then this is just the plan forward until the second income stream comes in next couple of years. Locum. Yeah. I mean, if all you do is just take, let's say you, you're a GI for the next five years, but you end up taking 50% of your income and investing in real estate. That's a, that's a winning strategy. Live below your means, invest 50% of your money into real estate. That's good. That's going to be fine. Very, that'll be a very good strategy. And then when you're ready to start backing off, you want to do whatever that thing is. But until you prove to me you have another idea and you have a business plan, GI is your thing. You haven't proven to me anything else yet. You've never even presented me a business plan. So present me a business plan when you do the Iki, Iki, whatever that thing is. Ikiju, that Ikiju, uh, Japanese yeah. thing. Do that thing. And then only when you can actually articulate a one-page business plan to me, then we can talk about something else. But until you prove to me you have something else, become a mercenary and crank out as much income as possible and keep it in a war chest for me. And physically get the best, like get completely ripped, rehab your body, rehab your mind, meditate for an, at least an hour a day if you can. Going to rehab right after this, so. Yes, rehab your body, 
rehab your mind, journal. Like journals, you know, it's essentially, you know, writing meditation, right? So, and just be happy with what you have, be content, be grateful, and then just be your eyes open for opportunities and go interview people in this tribe who are more successful than you because many of them are. Oh, yeah, yeah. And figure out either their mindset, their strategy. Now, their intellect is not higher than you, but sometimes your intellect is paralyzing you. So I wish you were actually dumber because then you could actually do more things without questioning so much. You're probably the highest intellect, but the lowest action ratio. You can see how that can get you into trouble. Oh, I know. I, oh, my whole life is a real problem. And they're, they're more successful just simply because they're just executing on these things. They execute. They don't think about it too much. They're okay making mistakes. They move forward. They take small actions. They don't worry about the seven-year global plan for domination and world success. They're just looking a little bit ahead, three months ahead, six months ahead. You always think about the three, five, ten-year plan, and that's what screws you. I want the 90-day plan. I want the one-day plan. I want the three-hour plan. Like, what are you going to do the next three hours? I'm going to crush it this week. That's where there's no answers. So I need you to be 168-hour focused like be just focused on the next 168 hours every week. How do I maximize my 168? If you maximize your 168, you're set. I, I think it goes back to the central thing, which is like you're you're our well, we've talked about it ad nauseum. I think um I need to find the ikigai. If I felt really connected to my purpose, I'm a hundred percent confident all this decision paralysis fear of failure would just completely disappear it's not so i want you to yeah i want you to print that out in color if you can yeah. and like put it on the wall and just meditate every day and then look and then when you open your eyes you see that when you go when you go into meditation you see that just look at that that's it and you don't even have to write anything out yet until like it it, it speaks to you either as a loud whisper or as a, as a loud voice but just meditate for the next 30 days and then on that diagram and I think the answer will reveal itself to you because it's inside you already. Yeah, no, it is. It has to be. I just don't know why is it so hard to get out. I don't know what it is about it. Well, just turn off, take off the emergency brakes. Okay, just yeah. think there and just look at look at it and just smile. Just like, just look at that. Put that diagram. Put it on the wall. Print it out in a lot of different places and just just keep looking at it. And what's going to happen, your subconscious brain is going to start thinking about, okay, is it this, is it this, is this, is this? And it'll just start working on it. The answer will be revealed to you in 30 days, okay? Done, yeah. Meditate on that one thing. And just like, just be open. See what, what bubbles up inside you. And that's how you got into real estate. There was something that spoke to you about it or no? No, I, you know me, man. I Like, I have a pretty good gut intuition. And so if something speaks to me, like, like I read Elon Musk's autobiography within three months. I bought the Tesla in 2016. No one had a Tesla back then. Yeah. It was the most expensive car I ever bought. People thought I was crazy, you know, but I was like, dude, I, this guy, he's the future. I wanted, I should have bought the stock, but I ended up getting the car, which is still cool. It's fine. Yeah. I read, I read rich dad, poor dad. I, and then when I read the cash flow quadrant, I knew that real estate made total sense. So I just knew I needed to get get involved in it. And then, you know, 
uh, when I read, when I listened to this guy, Dave Lindahl come speak, uh, he talked about multifamily. I'm like, Oh my God, this makes total sense. And so I, my subconscious bookmarked that and I, I wasn't ready yet. And then two years later, I went back to that guy and he taught me how to do multifamily. And then what else? Uh, coaching, like, uh, you know, I've, I've been flirting with it for a while. And then suddenly when I decided, you know, I read this book, Prosperous Coach by Rich Litvin. And I was like, oh my God, that, hey, book. Yeah. I need to, I need, this is, this is what I meant to do. Cause this, I've been doing this unofficially for years. I should just make it official. And, and I want to, and I, I knew I wanted to charge a high amount and like be like a, a premier coach. I don't want to be like just a casual, like fly by night joker, you know, like I want one coaching session with me to like blow people's minds. So how do I do that? So I just, you know, so then, so this is like books, moments, things just speak to me and I don't question it. I sort of say like, okay, let's just go take it and go now. You know, I, I knew for years I wanted to create this East-West clinic with Vitology. And I did it. And I was passionate about it. But then there's always resistance when I was doing it. And it was because I had competing interests. I wanted to have a physical clinic where I really, like, you know, use all this science, technology, functional medicine, East-West. But I also wanted to travel and go to meetings for real estate. I also wanted to, like, you know, like, I wanted to be free. And so being clamped down and doing the clinic, but then also being free. I was, had, I was not in value. My value hierarchies were not in alignment. So that's when I learned elephant half. And I realized I was in half in that business. And so once I converted that to a virtual business and, and I, I unlocked myself, I, I blew up real estate and I blew up the coaching because those are two alphabet businesses. And now I learned now, if I had to do that business again, I would get a business partner. I would hire doctors. And I would make it all virtual and I would just blow that up that way. So some things work, some things don't, some things you learn how to do, but it's all education in momentum moving forward. And then my highest value is freedom. That's why, you know, when I first started talking about all this, I yeah, yeah. the five freedoms. So now I know what makes me at peace, makes me happy, makes me joyous. So as long as I'm going toward the five freedoms, I'm living my authentic life and you know, I have money, I have interesting conversations, I'm helping people, you know, I'm making an impact and um, I'm doing things on my terms and I have autonomy, then I'm, 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 I'm living my purpose. So that's how I created mine, at least. I think I realized talking to you, my biggest stumbling block is basically your plan, which makes perfect sense, which is double down on GI in order to escape it. But so many of the docs, including the people that hired me, are so burnt out on the field, including the people in this own practice that I'm leaving. Um, they're deep in that middle class, middle age family life, kids, soccer practice, school, all that stuff, and they can't leave. And this is the very thing I want to avoid, but I actually have to go towards that before I can leave it. And I'm afraid that don't worry. I, I will not let you stay there. Don't worry. I'll kick your butt. Don't worry. And when you have the capability with cash and income, like a, a, a war chest plus income coming in gives me options to help you get to where you want to go. But I need that Ika, Ika Ju thing. 
I will get that to you by the end of this uh, this month. About two to three weeks, if you just do it, at least a semblance of what you want to do with your life will come. Once I have, hey, he's stable and I know where he wants to go, this is easy for me. Yeah. The problem with you is I always, this is not, this has never been that clear. Yeah. And then this has not been stable. And yeah. that's why out of all my clients, sometimes you have the greatest potential for the least traction sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can make you a multi-multi-millionaire, but these two things have to be in place, bro. Yeah. I think the last thing is I, I don't think I ever found out who I was all these years when I was in academic medicine. It just was sort of undeveloped sort of side. That's okay. There's yeah. a lot of people like that. when they, They've never done the, the inner work. No. You've done the inner work. Now you know who you are. But you need to then figure out your, your why. Go and you don't need external cycle. validation. That's the other thing. You just get lit up by stuff. Hey, let's just do that. Let's get the Tesla. Let's go like that. Yeah. I realize that I need to be like that. I've relied on... You know, your dad, you don't need your mommy's and daddy's approval. Uh, you don't need my approval. You don't need anyone else. You have a beautiful vision. Let it reveal itself and spend the rest of your life doing it. It's your gift. It's the trend of the time. It's what you're made to do. And it's your skill set. Find that intersection. And then it becomes, it, we don't have to work anymore. It's so easy. Like limitless is like, it's just me doing me. So what's Rusha doing Rusha? So another way is like, hey, if I gave you, you know, $790 million and I wired it to your Bank of America account, what would you do after a year of partying, paying off debt, reading all the books, meeting celebrities, doing whatever else you want to do? What would you do in year two? After someone gave you a $790 million check, what would you do in year two? Because I know, I know in year one, we would all like get out of our systems. Yeah. But year two is the interesting part. Now what? That's a good question. Okay, bro. Love it. I'll talk soon. Yeah. Okay, man. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal. <laughs>